tonight, uh, I want us to open up our Bibles to Romans chapter 8, starting with the 31st verse. Romans chapter 8, starting with the 31st verse. God says this, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? 32, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Verse 35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ? love. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. 37, no, despite all these things, overwhelmingly victory is ours, Christ, through Christ who loved us. 38, I am convinced. Somebody say, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us. God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Spirit of the living God, God, we thank you for the word that's going to be spoken on tonight. God, we thank you for every heart that's open. We thank you for every ear that came to hear the word of the Lord. So God, come in, come into this room, come into this empty vessel, come into our hearts and our minds. Allow us to have the boldness tonight. Allow us to have spiritual boldness tonight so that we can become like you. We can fight like you. <laughs> Nobody can fight like you, Jesus. God, we want to fight like you. Because whoever's against us can't outmatch who's with us. So God, we love you. And we lift up your name and we say, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tonight, um, we're going to be finishing our series. How many of y'all, what series are we in? Somebody tell me. 
relationship status. Relationship fitness, you're in the same thing. Relationship status. What's your status? Single. <laughs> Every week, somebody yells out their status, and I love it, because now you're getting proud of it. Like, I'm single. She was like, I'm single. Ready to mingle, whatever it is. So tonight, we're going to be finishing up this series. We started with what? We started with It's Complicated. That was a rough one. <laughs> then we went to, to singleness, and my bad wife was up here talking with me. It was the best conversation I ever had in my life. Um, and then what did we talk about last week? Did y'all close some of them? <laughs> did y'all close some of them this week? Because it's cool to talk about something, but if you don't apply it, it means absolutely nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So tonight, we're going to be going to our last part of the series. And I want to start off by telling y'all a story. Can I tell you a story? Like for real, for real, tell you a story? All right, I got y'all permission. Um, so when I was a kid, we used to go to this place called Pimatuman Lake. Is, uh, y'all, know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes! I love Pimatuman Lake. I was hyped as a kid, and at that time, Greg, you could turn me down a little bit in the house. Um, at that time as a kid, I was so excited. I was like, man, we about to go to Pimatuman Lake, bro. It's about to get real. <laughs> I love Pimatuman Lake. At that time, I loved camping. My wife was going to laugh because I don't like camping no more. So now that I'm a grown man, I don't really like it. But we used to go to Pimatuman Camp, and as a kid, you're excited about this stuff. You're like, I get to go do all this, get to do that. But this time when we went there, I went swimming with my family. Like, all of my cousins are in there. And we were playing catch or whatever, and we were doing this and running and all this fun stuff in the shallow end. And during the game, somehow the ball got loose and went to the deep end. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself now because as a kid, this is real dumb. Oh, my gosh. I'm the guy that gets to go get the ball. <laughs> I get to go get this ball now because everybody's doing their thing. I'm going to get that ball so I can continue the game. It's about to get real. Everybody's going to be like, fam, you got the ball. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> so I was so excited to go get this ball, but it was in the deep end. And at that time, I was so oblivious to what the shallow and the deep meant because I was just excited to go get this ball, just being an instant kid. So I was going to get the ball, and, and, I, and I didn't even notice it. But the closer I got to the ball, the more submerged I was underneath the water. And I was like, all right, whatever, this is normal. And I'm walking, and then by the time I'm seeing getting close to the ball, the ball looks like it's drifting away. This thing I was so infatuated with, I wanted to go get this ball. And I did not notice by following my infatuation, it was actually leading me to a place that was not safe. It was leading me to a place that wasn't safe. And you know when you get in the middle of something and you don't realize, like, I think it's time to panic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's time to panic. So I'm walking, and I ain't even noticed, like, when did everything get so blue? <laughs> like, when did, it, when did I stop breathing? So when I noticed that I wasn't able to breathe air, I was breathing in water, I started to panic. And... What was crazy about that situation is I left a place that was safe to go get something that was based in infatuation. 
I, went, I, I left safety where all my family was at. And the crazy part is when I was sinking, all I could do was try to swim back up, swim back up. I don't even know how to swim. I'm trying to swim back up and catch my breath. And I would get to the top, and I would only be at the top at a, in a short amount of time. I was only able to say, help, and I would go right back down. So I would get back up, and I'd swim, and I'm like, help, and nobody heard me. I must have said help so many times. And I didn't, and it's so crazy that because I put myself in this situation thinking that I was going to go get this thing and I was, it was going to be safe, but I left safety to go chase something that was in an unsafe area. I was separated from safety. And tonight, we're going to talk about being separated. Separated. Some of us have separated <laughs> from things. And separation in its rawest form is just distance. It's just distance. Separation. I'm separated from this podium just means there's distance in between me. But depending on what's, what the distance is and what's being separated, if my arm is separated from my socket, it causes pain right? This doesn't cause pain. But when something is detached from a place where it's actually supposed to be, there's pain, there's suffering. There's pain, there's suffering, there's anguish, there's what is going on. So even if separation is distance in its, in its simplest form, depending on the distance, separation can be lethal. Separation can be lethal. It was lethal for me to be separated from safety. I left the area of safety, of covering. I was around enough people to catch me that if I did, did, did go underneath water, somebody was close enough to grab me. But because I was separated, I put myself in a, in a, in a situation where I had to fend for myself. And how many of us have had to fend for ourselves? Because we decided to leave safety. We decided to leave safety. And one of the things that I'm noticing in, that, that I had to, that when I got this word, I had to, you know, we got to do the relationship part and the spiritual part. So relationally, we latch on to a lot of stuff that we should probably separate from. <laughs> we latch on to a lot of people that we should probably separate from. But because we chased infatuation and left safety, <laughs> we left safety to go after this person who actually did not care about the inside of us. The spiritual side of us, they cared about the outside. Ooh, you cute. You this, that, and the third. And I'm not saying that those things are wrong. They're wrong, and you know when they get wrong. <laughs> I ain't got to explain it to you. But we leave safety. The things that we learned about relationships, all these sermons we're listening to, but we leave the safety of the things that we wrote down in our journals to go chase an infatuation, and we're left separated. We're left separated from something that was keeping us safe, that was keeping us covered. There's a, we talk about leaving, Jesus leaves the 99 for the one. Well, some of us have left the 99 for the wrong one. <laughs> Can I talk about it? Yes, yeah, some of us have left the 99 safety for the wrong 
one. And by the time you figure out they're the wrong one, you're completely submerged underneath water, wondering, how did I get into the deep end? How did I get to this point where I can barely breathe? How did I get to this point? It's because we left, we separated from safety. And it, this is so sad, but a lot of us young adults, and even people who are listening to me who are not young adults, I'm going to just keep it real. A lot of people, a lot of Christians have separated from the presence of God. Because the presence of God keeps you informed. The presence of God, being in the presence of God, keeps you in safety. But once I step outside of the safety net, then anything and everything can attack, can attack me right? Anything has access to me. Let's talk about open relationships. <laughs> Y'all see how everything come in full circle? Yeah, it's complicated because we're having these open relationships with this thing and that thing, with fear and depression, when we should have stayed inside the safety zone so that these things could not get to us. And all through this series, I've been trying to teach us as, as people of God we can get better in our relationships if we stay connected to the source. Yeah, you got to stay connected to the source. The only reason Peter and the disciples were safe in the boat is because Jesus was close by to grab them in case something would happen. Matter of fact, he didn't have to grab them. He just said, peace be still, and it stopped. But he was close enough. There was relationship. A lot of us have allowed our relationship with Jesus to deteriorate because of outside things, because of culture, because of Instagram, because of TikTok, because of all these things, because of our family members who don't know Jesus. We've allowed them to pour poison into us when we have life to speak into them. And it amazes me that sometimes Christians get so mad that they won't tell people the truth. They would rather be mad at folk who wrong <laughs> instead of saying, you know, Let's just have a conversation. Let's just talk. Open relationships is a good time to talk about that stuff. We just talked about all the different uh, things that are out there, the crystals and this, that, and the third. I, and, and what did I say last week? If you have those friends who are doing those things, don't separate from them. You're the source. You're the source of truth. They need you more than you need them. But if you separate from them, you are basically leaving somebody out in the deep end that can't swim. Separated. We should not be separated from helping people. <laughs> we should not be so high and mighty that our church clothes and all of our fancy uh, sayings keep us separated from people who actually need Jesus. Y'all hear me talking tonight? Yeah, we got the answer. Why are we so stingy? Why are we separated when God asks us to help people. Asked us to give them living water. Remember thirst trap? Y'all remember thirst trap? Yeah, we all thirsty for the wrong stuff because we are separated from the living water. <laughs> That's why we thirsty, because we drinking from water that can't sustain us. But if you drink from living water, there is something that living water does for you that these things cannot do for you. Infatuation is not what we should be chasing. Because infatuation leads us to the deep end where there's no safety. There's no safety. 
But I do want to bring a light to separation. Can I, can, I, can I bring light to separation? So listen, write this down. Separation is a calling. Separation is a calling. Can I prove it to you? Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I what? I set you apart. I set you, I set you up. I separated you. I appointed you as a prophet to nations. I can really stop preaching right now because that scripture got so much meat in it. And we, we skip past it all the time because we spoke it so much. Let me tell you something. Is there anybody, if there's anybody online or in this room, you don't know who you are or whose you are, here's to let you know, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You may not know you, but I know you. Isn't it amazing to know that God knows us by name? God knows you before you were born. And you know what he did because he loved you? He set you apart. He set you aside. He chose you. He set you apart not to be distant from everyone, but he set you apart so you could focus. <laughs> focus on your calling. Focus on what, who he's calling you to be. I set you apart. I put you in a safety net. I appointed you. Listen, I don't know whoever told, I don't know if anybody's told you that you ain't this and you ain't that, but do you know that you are appointed? You are called, you are chosen because he knows you. He knows you. Separation is a calling. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy uh, 14 and 2, you have been what? Set apart as holy, <laughs> as holy to the Lord your God, and he has what? Chosen you from all the nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. Treasure. Some of us are walking around this life feeling like trash, but the Bible says you're treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible, the living Word of God says, uh-uh, you can't believe everything that everybody tells you. Believe this, you're treasure. You are treasure. But if you, the only way you can find out that your treasure is you got to be separated. Because when you're around a lot of calamity and you're around a bunch of distractions, you don't know you separate. You just feel like you want the people in the crowd. You know how you go to the club and you just look like everybody else? You're like, I don't feel different in here. <laughs> You'd be like, does anybody see me? No, because you look like everybody else. You're not separated. You're inside. You're a part of it. I'm not condemning these things because some of us are, st are still doing this stuff, but I'm letting you know that you can separate yourself at any point in time. There's no life in the club. We all have left the club and be like, all right, time to go. <laughs> Where am I getting pizza from? I'm going to Avalon. <laughs> Let's keep it 100. We make, I'm, I'm making a joke to say that it's never too late for you to be separated. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's never too late. The lie that we have been told is that by the enemy is like, oh, no, when you're stained, you're stained. No, no, no. Stained and marked is two different things. I'm marked, homie. I'm not stained. I'm marked by God. I'm chosen. I'm appointed. I'm set apart. I'm a special treasure. You can't lie to me because I know who I am and 
whose I am. Am I talking to some people who know who they are in God? Do you know whose you are, who you belong to, who died for you? You are set apart, chosen, chosen. Separation is a calling. You ever wonder why you feel alone? Why you feel like an outcast? Duh, set apart. Set apart. You're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different. The black in me came out, supposed to be. That's not a real word. Supposed to be. I'm going to be myself. Can I be myself? We're supposed to be. <laughs> We're not supposed to look like everybody else. No, 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 no. Let me, let me fix that. We're not supposed to act like everybody else. Separated in our thinking, separating in our spirit, in the spiritual life. You can look like everybody, but even if you look like everyone else, people, should, when they encounter you, they be like, something different about, like, you got a lot of joy. Like, why are you so happy? Why are you doing like, oh, because I'm set apart. I'm chosen. And if you're strong enough and secure enough, which you should because you know who you are, who you are, you say, so is you. I'm set apart and you set apart. We family. I know the truth. Somebody been lying to you, but I know the truth. I know who you are and whose you are. And it is our job as young Christians, old Christians, whatever level of Christian you is, whether you new Christian, baby Christian, or old Christian, it is our duty to let people know who they are and whose they are. We are separated. Separate. Somebody say separated. And you know what's crazy? In our singleness, we should be separated. In our singleness, we should be separated. What should we be separated from? Sex, all this other crazy stuff, trying to have all these open relationships. We should be separated from those things because singleness means I'm working on my what? Self. That's what singleness means. You should have the best revelations in your life in your singleness. You should be like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Because when you're alone in solitude, not in, not in depression, alone in depression, alone in solitude, you hear what thus saith the Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a difference. In your singleness, you should be winning, not losing. You should be winning. And if you're losing, guess what? This is how you win. Separate yourself from this stuff. I'm single. Yeah, it, not me. Like, if you single, <laughs> yeah, let me check that. No, no, wifey, right there. Y'all, for real, we should be separated from this stuff. And the reason why it's hard to separate something because we are already so deep into it. But if you start to dig yourself up, no, no, no. If you allow God to pull you out of it, first of all, you got to put your hands up so he can grab you. Oh, I know I'm preaching. They don't want to hear me today, Antoine. Yeah, man, we should, we should be surrendered. God, I need you. Please come save me. I want to be set apart. In our singleness, we should be set apart. We shouldn't be like every other uh, single person. We should be learning how to love ourselves. Do y'all love yourself? Let's keep it a hundred. Do y'all love yourself? For real, have you taken yourself out on a date? Man, before me and my wife got together, I went to the movies by myself. I'm not, am I lying? Thank you. Say it again. I really did. I was so hyped to go, y'all, to go see a full-length two-hour movie by myself. I was hyped. 
I got me some popcorn because I didn't have to pay for nobody else. I didn't have to pay for nobody else. I didn't pay for me. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. I'm married now. You been my singleness? Yeah. I would go by myself. Y'all, I'd be hyped going to the popcorn corner because I know I ain't got to spend $30. Woo, come on, $10.50. I might get a drink today because I'm by myself. Going to see this movie. And because I was secure in my singleness, I wasn't worried about who was looking at me. Like, why is he here by himself eating popcorn? No, no, no. I was so secure in my singleness because I was a whole and not a half. Because God brought me to find out who I am in him. I was okay to go somewhere without somebody. I don't need somebody to feel fulfillment. But we want somebody. But I'm not dependent on that somebody to sustain me. That person ain't my anchor. They on the boat. <laughs> they on the boat. They not my anchor. Hear me when I say that. They not my anchor. They just so happen to be on the boat. Jesus is my anchor so that if this person gets out the boat, if she get out the boat and he get out the boat, I'm still safe because my anchor is deeply rooted. Oh, I know I'm preaching. <laughs> Do you love yourself? And if you don't, guess what? You can learn how to. Learn how to love yourself. Yeah, stop being afraid of the mirror. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Even if you ain't put your makeup on yet, look in the mirror. If your breath stinks, look in the mirror. If your hair is dusty, look in the mirror. God didn't create you so you could be disgusted with his creation. God did not create you so you could be, be scared to see what he made. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. So therefore, it don't matter if I got makeup on my best eyelashes or if I got a good pump from the gym, I'm still cute. That's how you should feel in your singleness. You don't need a man. You don't need a woman. You need a savior. That's who you need. Because once you find out uh, when you find a—y'all laughing at me—once you find a Savior, you find security. Separation is a calling. I'm separate from this because I'm reaching towards something. I'm striving towards something that I need that will sustain me. We latch on to insecurities. We latch on to depression. We latch, we, we latch on to expectations that's not even real. Better yet, we latch, on, we latch on to expectations that's not even God's expectation of us. We latch on to things that we created in our own mind, in our own hearts, in our own spirits, in our own journals. We let our journals get us in trouble sometimes. Can I keep it 100? There's some things we write in certain seasons that we'd be like, is this God or did I just write this out? <laughs> is this me being greedy? Do they really need to be six foot tall, or can they meet me in the middle? <laughs> Y'all want me to be real. Do they really got to be six feet tall, or can they actually—listen, you can be short and still love somebody effectively. You can still be the best husband, best wife, all that stuff. Please stop looking at superficial stuff. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You need what? What's the word we've been saying all series long? Ooh, substance. We are around so many people who have no substance. And you know what happens when you're not around people who don't have substance? You are emptying yourself to try to fill them up, and then who's empty? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to fill your cup, but I'm barely holding on to mine. I need a source so that when I pour out, I can get filled back up. Yeah, yeah, a man can't do that. A woman can't do that. But Jesus can do it. Jesus can sustain me in the middle of my fears, the middle of my heartache. Jesus can sustain me. We're latched on to fear and doubt. We trust fear more than we do trust faith. It's, it's easier to be scared than it is to be hopeful. Isn't that crazy? It's easier to be scared to go on a date than actually go on the date. I told y'all a few weeks ago, if, you're not, if you don't know they're crazy until you locked in the trunk, go on the date. <laughs> Watch that be the most important thing out the sermon. Pastor Lincoln told me I'm not going to know unless they're crazy, unless they lock me in the trunk. If you wake up and be like, this is not where we started. <laughs> he the wrong one. <laughs> or she the wrong one. Y'all lock people up too, ladies. Don't play. Don't play. Y'all like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bringing laughter to a tough topic because relationships are hard. They hurt because we give ourselves to people in more ways than we should have, and then we end up empty. And they walking off with all of our substance, while we're left crying, wondering, how did I get into the deep? How did I get underwater? But I woke up today. <laughs> I woke up today to tell somebody, we're going to get separated tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We break. I, I told my team, I said, yeah, tonight's a breakup party. We breaking up with fear. We breaking up with doubt. We breaking up with insecurity. We have suffered long enough. We have cried long enough. We have stood in our own tears long enough. It's time to be separated because if we don't separate, we're going to drown. We're going to drown in stuff that, oh, yes, we're going to drown in stuff that we were meant to walk on. We're going to drown. Man, Antoine, bro, we're going to drown on stuff that we were supposed to walk on. I was supposed to walk on this. Why am I sinking? Because you aren't latched on to a source that's sustainable. You latched on to something that will move and leave as soon as the wind blow. You need to latch on to Jesus. Somebody say separated. Write this down. Separation from sin leads to safety in Jesus. Woo! Separation from sin leads to safety in Jesus. Before I gave my life to Jesus, I was sinking deep in sin. That's one of the songs that, but I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who loved me. I didn't know who was for me. But once I found out who was for me, those who were against me did not matter to me. You gotta, y'all got to catch this confidence, this spiritual boldness. Once I found out who cared for me, who died for me, who will continue to protect me, it did not worry me who wasn't for me because I knew who was with me. Yeah, fear and doubt ain't got nothing on who's with me. Pain and insecurity don't got nothing on who's with me. 
My past ain't got nothing on who's with me. With me. Somebody say, he's with me. He's with me. He gave me security. I was secure in who I was. I was secure in my anchor because I knew who was for me. I'm not worried about who's against me. I'm not worried about who's against me. And you know what was crazy? It, the enemy likes to catch us in seasons where we are unaware or unequipped. He likes to catch us in seasons where we are unaware and unequipped. Can I keep it 100 real quick? A lot of us have went to, I'm going to go back to my sermon from last week. A lot of us went to these mediums and these crystals and stuff like that because Jesus did not, we thought Jesus didn't answer a prayer, so we went to something that we thought could stand in until he caught up. Is that real? We went to something to fill our cup but did not realize that cup had a hole in the bottom of it. What looked like, oh, this looks this look safe. <laughs> it always looks safe until you start walking in it. Because what? Everything starts as a gateway. Everything starts as a gateway. Yeah, we start with a crystal because we want, man, we start with a crystal because we hear that it can heal us. But the Word of God says that a rock can't cry out for me. So why are we saying, crystal, heal me, when we can go to the Christ to heal us? There's a difference. You got to get this spiritual bonus. Stop being so lost when you know the truth. We know where the truth is. Unless we really do know where the truth is. It's this stuff that is trying to convince us that this is not relevant, this is not up to date. It's the trick of the enemy to try to tell us that this does not deal with certain times right now. This is, this, this, this is irrelevant. I came to tell somebody that's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> this book is so good, it's scary. It reads you while you're reading it. You ever read the Bible and be like, oh my gosh, please stop talking about me. Please stop talking about me. Yeah, because we doubt everything. We doubt everything. We're scared of everything. We're fearful of everything. But we, if we would just open up the book and see the truth, we could deal with this stuff. We could fight this stuff. I'm tired. I t what did I tell y'all when we first started New Life YA? I'm not building no more weak Christians. It's enough of us out here. We don't need nobody else to be weak. We need some people to spiritually mature so we can fight these battles. We need to fight the enemy so we can stop worrying, asking our, our grandfathers and our grandmothers to fight for us and our parents to fight for us. No, 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 no. You can fight for yourself if you just stand and believe that the God that you serve, that you pray to, that you call on in the middle of a storm, that he can sustain you. You got to fight for yourself. How many fighters I got in the room? Do I got, no, for real, do I got some fighters in the room? You gotta be because this stuff can kill you. Separation can be lethal. If you are separated from the source, Jesus Christ, our Savior, you will experience things in such, it's gonna be harder. It's gonna be harder. 
when it could have been easier. Let, let's think back. Let, yeah, let's, let's do this. I hear you, Lord. Let's do this. Everybody close their eyes real quick. Online, close your eyes too. Just listen to my voice. Think about how you were before you met Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dig deep. Think about how life was before you met Jesus. Y'all remember it? Okay. Open your eyes. Now that you met him, how come you don't fight like you met him? How come you, yeah, yeah, how come you don't fight? You, were, you just thought of what you went through and what you cried about. How come you don't fight to protect those things? They don't want to hear me, Antoine. I come preach to you. How come nobody wants to fight for the peace that they cried about, that they asked grandma and grandpa to, to pray for, but grandma and grandpa couldn't do it because Jesus called you to do it. So then when you got it and, you, and it was inside of you and it was sustainable and it was substance, how come you don't fight for it? We allow every wind and every wave to sway us and bother us and destroy us. We got the weakest boats. Our boats are constantly being compromised by the waters that keep coming in. Our boats sink every single time something happened. But we fought so hard for salvation. We fought so hard for peace. We fought so hard for strength. But we don't protect it. We don't protect it. Why don't we protect it? Let's ask ourselves, why don't we protect our triumphs? I, I beat this already. Why am I going backwards? Why, why, why? Why am I going backwards? And I'm not saying that you'll never have a moment where you will slip back, but I'm talking about some of us is moonwalking back into this stuff. When we had, oh, yes, God, we are moonwalking back into stuff when in order to get out of it, we had to run from it. It's easy to slip back in two, but it was so hard to get out of. We stood through the water and the winds, and it was blowing against us. But when we got out, we were singing, hallelujah, I'm going to see a victory. But as soon as a little drop of the water of problems come your way, we slide right back into it. Because we, <laughs> we did not separate from it the proper way. Separation, come here, Antoine. Separation, come here. Separation. Somebody said separation. Okay. Try to run from me. Okay. Okay, stop. This is how a lot of us actually keep going. This is how a lot of us are trying to get away from our problems, but we're not separating. So it's still holding on to us, and it's pulling us, and it's trying to grab us, and we're praying and fighting, saying, God, free me. God, help me so I can help my family, and it's dragging us back. And this is how we look. But what would happen? Try to pull me. What would happen when we say, God, I want you to separate me. God, I know you have a calling on my life. God, I know you're going to do something miraculous in my life. I give you my life. True separation brings transformation. And when you truly separate from something, you separate from it. Separate from it. Do y'all hear me in here? Separate from it. That's not separating from it if you're still pulling on you. 
Cut it. Cut the ties. Cut the ties. Some of us don't want to cut the ties because whatever we're trying to get away from comforted us in one season. My depression was comforting to me. So I don't want to separate from it, but I'll, I'll step away from it for a little bit. But, but when I come back, it's just like a rubber band. It snapped me right back, back into its corner because I did not separate it. Separation brings transformation. Separation brings transformation. We have been allowing ourselves to be held captive to so many things. And we say, I defeated it. I'm going to see a victory. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And we can do all of that in church. But when we go home, right back to it. Right back to it. And it is so crazy to me because I'm the type of person, when I learn something, I'm going to use them skills I learned. <laughs> okay, when I learn something new and to help me get over something, yeah, 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 I'm going to use that tool. I'm going to use that thing that helped me get out of that situation. Y'all, I was talking about, um, I, I need a handheld microphone because this thing is working on it. Grab, grab, me, grab me that real quick. Yeah, I, when, I was, when I learned how to swim, the next time I went back to swim, I did not have to worry about drowning. Why did I have to worry about drowning? Because now I know how to swim. I know how to move with the current. The current doesn't bother me. I get in the current. I know it's going to try to blow me away, and I may get strong and away from it. But if I swim the right way, if I float the right way, if I go with every punch, I can sustain my health. I won't drown. I won't drown. We have learned how to pray. We have learned how to read the Word of God. Are we applying it? Are we applying it? Because if we're not applying it, if we're not applying it, we're going to drown. It's no sense in doing a series about relationships and get hype, and everybody's still drowning. Everybody's still tripping out. Everybody still can't figure it out. Everybody's still dating the wrong people. Everybody's still having sex with everybody. Everybody's still doing this and doing that. There's no point in having a series called Relationship Status if there is no separation. If there's no separation, what's the point? I'm just going to get right back in the same circle. There was no transformation. All I did was just stretch a little bit and come right back. I stretched here. I got in my word, but then I, my, my, my significant other broke up with me, and I, I went right back. Yeah. I, I stretched a little bit here. I stepped out on his word. I said, God, if you give me that job, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to witness. I'm going to do this, that, and the third. And then once the first person cut me, cussed me out, I went right back. <laughs> yeah, I went right back. God, I'm going to believe that my significant other is out there waiting for me, and I'm waiting on them. I start on faith, and as soon as the first four days or four months go by, I go right back to, no, I, gotta, I, I just got to go find somebody. You know what that says? I don't trust you. 
I don't trust you to do what I need you to do, God. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. And the reason I don't trust you is because I, I want my way. I want my way. And if I can't get my way, that sounds so much better. If I can't get my way, even when I stretch out of my comfort zone, I'm coming right back to comfort. I know what this feels like. I don't know what this feels like. This, this is unstable. This is scary. Being out in the deep is scary. So in order, I'm going back to safety. Because, Lord, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust you. But, y'all, separation creates transformation. How many of y'all want to be transformed? Yeah, how many? Yeah, come on. Come on, we, we, we come here every week, we clap our hands, we sing all the worship songs, and we say, oh, go ahead, Pastor Lincoln. But do we really want to be transformed? I mean transformed by the renewing of our mind. Do we really want to be transformed? Because if we don't transform, who are we going to impact? We're not here to be impressive. We're here to be what? Impactful. Impactful. Stand on your feet with me. Come on, worship team. Tonight, I, I want us, I said it earlier, tonight's a breakup party. Tonight's a breakup party. How many of y'all, <laughs> how many of y'all have had a breakup party? You got broken up with and you was like, I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> and you just went home and cried. <laughs> tonight's a separation party. Tonight's. Hear, yeah, hear me when I say this. T tonight may hurt because you're cutting away from something that has somewhat sustained you in hard times. Depression. You're cutting away from depression. You're cutting away from anxiety. You're cutting away from fear. You're cutting away from doubt. And you're stepping into faith. The water's different out here. The water's different. And I hear the Spirit saying that we need to break up with some things. We need to break up with some things. And some of us are going to have to break up with some people. And that's okay. Listen, it, it's okay. It may hurt, but I promise you, you are going to be able to breathe in such a way. Inhale, exhale in such a way that it's like, why didn't I do this earlier? You know, when you first found out that you was like, I need whatever amount of hours it is, I need a certain amount of hours of sleep. Once you found out you needed that certain amount of hours, outside of that, you was like, yo, I need to go to bed. <laughs> it was refreshing to know that you found a system that worked. Can I invite you to the system of salvation, to the system of transformation? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of y'all, y'all said it earlier, but how many, how many of us want to be transformed? How you want to be transformed? Online, you want to be transformed. You want to break up with the things that you've been dating. We've been dating all the wrong things. We've been dating all the wrong people. <laughs> We've been hating all the wrong people. We've been angry with all the wrong people. We've allowed people to have access to us, open 
access to us when they really should have been right here. Just like, hey, we, we cool. We good. We got to protect ourselves spiritually. That's what Relationship Status Series was about. Protecting ourselves spiritually. If, it's, if your relationship is complicated with God, transformation uncomplicates it. single and you're worried about where's my mate where is this where's that transformation helps you see singleness as a superpower not a problem transformation if you're if you're involved in some open relationships whether it be with people emotions sins whatever it is transformation helps you close the doors that only God can close receive what God is going to do tonight. Are you are you willing? If you're willing, come on, let's let's open up our hands. Let's, let's begin to worship. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we're willing. God, tonight we're coming saying that we're open. God, we're asking for you the surgeon, the gentle surgeon. God, cut out whatever is inside of us that is not like you. God, take it all God, take our insecurities away. Take our pain away. Take our shame away. Whatever the enemy tried to whisper in our ear at night, in the middle of our depression, in the middle of our anxiety attacks, God, dismiss every lie from the enemy. Dismiss and dismantle any shame that anybody is experiencing. Destroy it. Disseminate it, God. Tonight here in this room, God, we ask you to cut it from us. God, we don't want to stretch. We want to separate. We want to separate from the things that are holding us back from your presence, from your love. Yeah. God, we're thankful that no matter how far we get away from your presence, your love is forever with us. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Even when I was out in the midst of my sin, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Even when I didn't know who he was, when I called upon him, nothing can separate me from the love of God. When I was lost, when I was angry with him, when people told me I was this and when they told me I was that, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing can separate me. No demon in hell can separate me from the love of God. No lie from the enemy can separate me from the love of God. So God, 